0: Client loves anything else that you would add? If you're willing to walk through a little journey with me and close your eyes, I can give you from the beginning to an end of a five minute phone call. I'll walk you through some steps, I'll make it easy for you. It's not advanced because once you see it, you'll never unsee it. And so just allow me just to share some things that I've noticed in the years that once again will not compromise your ethics, values, or morals. But I will teach you something today where you'll be able to note when you need more clarification from somebody. All right, everybody, let's begin. This is the way I believe that the average attention span is 30 seconds to two minutes. So let's just use this as the base of thought, all right? Every conversation has an introduction, a body and a conclusion. But if you think about it, if you don't land the intro, your body and conclusion don't even exist. So let's not even think about that. We'll just go on the momentum from just your introduction. We'll focus on that. We mentioned calling companies before and let's just assume Michael that the contact ratio is higher than 4%. You're getting calls, you're contacting people. A lot of telemarketers or prospectors will ask people how they're doing initially. I prefer since you have the first chance to speak, use your anonymity to your advantage, don't be anonymous the whole call, that's shady, but you're allowed to say something the first time, I'm not saying my name, I'm saying the name of your company. I'm gonna ask, how's building balance doing today? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say something like that because obviously Michael's doing great and his company's doing great. And so your combo, we're, instead of doing horizontal, we're doing vertical, I am stacking questions. Your theory that you've spoken about is open-ended versus closed-ended questions, yes or no compared to explanations. I like stacking certain questions so you can answer it for me to reduce the time and possibly get some sort of traction out of that. So first we ask how Build and Balance is doing today. Michael, of course, says doing great. And he goes, my name is Michael. Oh, hello, Michael. Hello, my name is Richard. Or you could say, what is your name? That's when you get your first buffer boomerang technique. When somebody asks you a question or makes a statement, you buffer it because sometimes the tone may be negative. Michael, you're a nice guy. You're a gentleman. But sometimes people can give you a negative two, negative three tone. Same question, negative tone. You buffer it by saying, that's an excellent question. I just buffered it. The name of my company is Michael and I plus two you back so I can buffer it. That's an excellent question. Repeat the question and send it back, which shows active listening, so they don't have to repeat it. You're sending back what they said at them, so it's their energy coming back at you. It's your words, but I'm doing it as a Plus two, and I'm gonna name drop you as well. Just to teach you little manners to bring yourself to a plus two level. You don't need to yell at me. You could be a nice person on the phone and I can teach buffer boomerang you with one, two, and three type of questions on how nice you wanna give the response, how you repeat it. So you move along. There's never a repeat or a rabbit hole. That's the first thing. And I do this with the gatekeeper. So initially they like the fact I repeated their question, said their name, answered the question. And I mentioned earlier about the positive escalation. Once they've been so helpful for me or explain that it's Michael's anniversary or that this company did this, I'm going to let her know. I can't wait to tell Michael how nice you were. Now, of course, you didn't want to transfer the call. Maybe one out of 10 do that. Maybe. But once that call is transferred, you're starting off with momentum with Michael by saying, hello, this is Michael. Michael, I just got to let you know this individual that works with you is m- incredible. And then you say, what's your name? <laughs> Here's another... Buffer boomerang. Ah, Michael. Glad you asked that question. My name is Richard Blank. <laughs> you know, so you just keep bringing it back. Buffer boomerang. So then, what happens in the middle of the call when you're giving lists, you're explaining what you do? We do A, B, C, or D. Timeout. It's got to be like a like a dessert tray. Each one deserves its own its own thing. We can do A. We can do B. I'm waiting for either a positive reinforcement or potentially you reacting to that. And so, as I say before, after you mentioned a list of things, you might say to them, I'm sure you like at least one. I didn't say you liked them all, I'm not that brazen, but I'm also confident enough to know at least you like one and you might get the one. So instead of doing horizontal, now you're vertical again and we see how many things you like of that one. But this is what happens in the middle of the call. I told you about 30 seconds to two minutes. I told you about the gatekeeper, positive escalation, buffer boomerang one, two, and three technique. We're good to go on that. But Richard, what happens when they're speaking? What do we do? We use the phonetic micro expression reading. What's the purest form of speech, Michael? It's, it's phonetics, it's the sound. So there's four steps to phonetics. You have tone which represents your emotion and my suggestion, which you have in abundance, it's confident and it's empathetic. That is the consistent variable that does not change. The mirror imaging technique, which you've always mentioned in your classes of matching people's styles, in my opinion, Michael, it should be done with their rate, how fast they go and their pitch. Now we do this every 30 seconds to two minutes because that's just how conversations go. And you back it up with the answering speed because that's something they can't do subconsciously. You can easily control your tone. You can manipulate your rate and your pitch. But subconsciously, it's very difficult for you to control your answering speed. And so once you see it, you can't unsee it. After three weeks, it becomes a habit. It will not hold you back from any work that you do. You'll just be a little more astute, a little more lucid, and you will see the tell signs that people are giving you. Face-to-face? No. Over the phone, or if you really want the purest read when you're sitting with somebody, close your eyes. And then you can actually (laughs) really read these people. Why do I do this? Because if somebody is doing a spike or a dip in regards to their phonetics, then that means that there is a tie-down question or a pin-down question or a confirmation question that might happen. Um, you're reacting in a certain way. So I might be saying, Michael, sounds good, right? Or makes sense, right, Michael? Or hypothetically, since people are working from home, you might have dogs or children or distractions in the background. My suggestion for your audience, Michael, is inadvertently and passive aggressively, let them know the me too technique, that you love dogs, (laughs) which is really letting you know they're barking. But don't just say that. What the real salesperson or the attentive listener does is, they ask the follow-up question. Dogs barking. She loves dogs. I love dogs. It's killing the call, but it's not that. But then I say, "What's the dog's name?" Her name is Fluffy. Great. I can wait till you know Fluffy can go outside for a minute. And so once that calms down, you go back a step, but you leap forward three. It's an excellent anchoring technique because you're looking for certain areas of the call, not your pitch and what you're trying to land. No, you're trying to look at that one thing you can connect on And if it happens to be a child or a dog or music in the background or some sort of anniversary that you can relate to, that, that's what you anchor on. And so this Me Too technique, in my opinion, is a great way to get back onto the straight line. But let's go to this again. You have a dog barking in the background. My opinion is to say, not excuse me, I'm sorry. Michael, can you repeat that? No, no, no. I'm going to fall on that sword. Michael, for my clarification, when your dog was barking, did you say ABC or one, two, three? Michael says one, two, three. Thank you. It's for my clarification. Fluffy was making noise. You know I couldn't hear you, but it's for my clarification, not I'm going to ask you to repeat that because That's an ego defense mechanism that could kill the tone of the call. All of a sudden there's rabbit holes there. So then we get through the body of the call. And the greatest thing that could happen in the call is if somebody says your name, especially in the body, which means once again, you anchored, you have this relationship. So the rest of the call is cool. But let's say you get to the end of the call. It's the conclusion. What you would say is since you have me on the phone, Michael, are there any additional questions you may have? I might've forgotten a stack. Remember we spoke about A, B, C, and D. Oh, I like C too. You do like C too. And then we talk about that for a little bit. And those are the additional questions line. I get to rake it one more time. Remember in the body of the call is I'm sure you like at least one. You liked one out of the four. But then when I raked it again, we recapture one, second one, third one you liked again. I raked you, got it, got a third one. And then I always do this for the icing on the cake. We always confirm your email address or any sort of words with military alphabet, because chances are you've served, know someone that served or it's just a great way just to make things tight. And it's kind of funny where the call should be ending and then you do military alphabet. And then the next thing you know, I'm talking about my grandfather that served in Europe (laughs) and my father in North Korea. So um, South Korea, excuse me. And so it was, um, It's one of those things where you don't rush the end of the call. You wanna make sure that your speed is consistent and you've taken their time. And by recapping and showing active listening, and and I like to call it like meeting minutes in a sense, you really show this. And then Michael, we're we're gonna even close it even better for you post call. Once I write you again, about the appointment we have or the business we're doing, I'm gonna be mentioning the individuals like David, for an example, and others that work with you so well, their participation, because that's a one in a thousand, no one writes that sort of stuff. And you know, when I call you back and this individual picks up the phone, they're gonna be so happy to speak with me. And they're gonna say, I can't believe what you wrote about me. Thank you so much. In 30 years, no one said that. And so that's the Richard Circle Michael. That's from the beginning of the call from the company named Spike better than they do to the conclusion ranking positive escalation written. And if you do everything in the middle consistently and staying focused to these 30 seconds to two minute intervals, you will have such balance. You will have such focus. You won't be a print. You'll be an amazing painting. You will have incredible phone calls where strangers or friends you haven't met yet and you'll probably get a ton of referrals, you'll be getting a lot of phone calls back of the way that you treat people. Wow.